Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hello, enthusiasts. Before we get to all the exciting ACE events happening in August, we always like to take a look back at ACE events that have already happened. And this month, I'd like to introduce you to another member of the podcast team, correspondent Bryant Yeager. Bryant, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Trying to stay as cool as possible. It has been insanely hot here in Texas, but so far so good. Where, so you're originally from Texas, or have you lived there your whole life? I've spent most of my life in Texas. Um, I I did live in Chicago a little bit growing up, but generally I've been in the Texas area most of my life. So what's your home park right now? My home park is Six Flags Over Texas, and then about four hours away from SeaWorld San Antonio and Fiesta, Texas. Nice. What got you into coasters in the first place? It's really interesting because I actually was terrified of roller coasters growing up. Uh, my first roller coaster experience that I really remember was Zingo at Bell's Amusement Park, uh, which is a defunct park that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Zingo. Okay. Yeah, just kind of like an old school out and back wooden coaster. And I was terrified, didn't ride anything for a number of years, and then took a trip out to Indiana Beach in uh, middle school, I want to say. And it just, I got on something and had a lot of fun, and it just kind of took off from there. Ended up working at a theme park during uh, high school and college, and it just kept going from there. Nice. So how long have you been an ACE member? My first ACE event was in, I want to say 2006, but I believe as far as being a full-time non-lapsed ACE member, I think we're <laughs> at about six or seven years now on this run. <laughs> non-lapsed. All the way through. You're, and now you're stuck because we've hooked you onto the podcast and you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're stuck here now. It's, it's, it's all or nothing. I love it. It was great hanging out with you at CoasterCon. Uh, and I heard a little bit about what your day job is. It's pretty interesting. Can you talk about it? Yeah. So my day job, I actually manage the technical production for a performing arts center in the DFW area. So we do all kinds of stuff. We do concerts. We have small Broadway touring shows coming through. Uh, you name it, it's probably happening in that building. So on top of that, you know, weddings, all kinds of stuff. I did start at the building when it was basically a hole in the ground. So it's been a, a quite an interesting process getting everything going from the ground up. Yeah, I'll bet. And with uh, my entertainment background as well, I could understand. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I mean, it. During full-blown COVID, our building was being built, so it was it was pretty wow. wild. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then when you're not working, can you talk about Amusement Source? Yeah, so when I'm not working, I am working, 
<laughs> on Amusement Source. So Amusement Source is is a YouTube channel, and we primarily cover a lot of our Texas theme parks and attractions. And every now and then when we go on a trip, we'll cover those parks too. Uh, there is an offshoot, a couple offshoots of Amusement Source uh, with SFOT Source and SFFT Source, and these are just online guides. Uh, big labor of love. Pretty much, if you want to know anything about Six Flags Over Texas or Fiesta Texas, those websites are going to have that information. But of course, we love our friends at SeaWorld, and every now and then we get up to Frontier City to cover their stuff. Nice. Well, I definitely will check that out because I haven't been to any of those parks yet. So before I do, <laughs> I'll have to we, check those out for sure. We've got a lot of stuff going on, so we're we're eagerly awaiting SeaWorld San Antonio's brand new launched log flume ride. So which, exciting. Uh, will hopefully be coming anytime now. We're very excited for you it. You could use region. it with all that hot weather, you know, oh, more I know. splash rides, yes. <laughs> more water. <laughs> <laughs> I always love asking people who, you know, have kind of content creator type jobs like myself on the side, how did you get into doing it? So everything kind of started as SFOT source. And I started that back in 2006. Actually, it may have been 2005. And as I, as my kind of young theme park job situation was going, it was it was very hard to keep up with it. And as you can probably understand, it would get a little conflicting here and there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of let that die out and. 2016 once you know graduated college and kind of got a little bit a little bit more settled with the day-to-day I was thinking you know what I could bring that back and it would be a lot of fun and so SFOT source kind of reemerged in 2016 and then right behind that I decided to do something crazy and get the Fiesta Texas guide rolling and that one, that was a really challenging one because that park is not super well documented. But I think, you know, working with the park and working with people who have gone to that park since it opened, I think we've got a lot of good info. Uh, and then everything kind of evolved into a YouTube channel. And to try and keep it not so complicated, we just called the YouTube channel Amusement Source. And it's just kind of basically the umbrella. So. That started about 2017, and you know we we post content when we can. There's not, it, it's not a everyday kind of thing, but we like to go to the parks and do updates and do media days and event reviews and things like that. And um, our our parks here, there's a lot of great people working at them, so it's been a lot of fun. That's so great. Well, I'm glad it's going so well, but we are here to talk now that everybody's gotten to know you a, a little bit better and hopefully maybe they've checked out your site or they will later, they've written it down <laughs> to check it out. Uh, we we wanna talk about an event that you recently went to, Roller Coaster Rodeo. When when was this? How long ago was this, April? Roller Coaster Rodeo is actually at the beginning of June. June, so okay. We, this year like I believe it was June 9th to 11th. June 9th to 11th, and this was where? This was at Six Flags Fiesta Texas in San Antonio, and this is just, you know, like a three-day event, and this is a park-produced uh, enthusiast event. So 
along with all the other coaster enthusiasts, of course, they want ACE members to come, but it isn't an exclusive ACE event. So it's kind of fun because you get to meet all of these these people with these different backgrounds. So what's the history behind this event? Was This wasn't the first year. Do you know, do you know anything? Have you been to this before? Yeah, so unfortunately I missed the first year, but 2023 was the third year for the event. And like anything else that's really fun, it's kind of taken off and it's it's a whole thing now and ultimately I was a little I was a little worried to spend that many days at the park. It's hot outside. I've been to Fiesta, Texas a ton right. of times. Sure. We have tons of ace events there too because of of old Jeffrey Seabird over there. But this event, it's it's so much fun, and there's so much stuff to do. And even from year two to this year, year three, there was a lot of, of things that we had already done, but there were a lot of new things, too, to keep it nice and fresh. Did you go all three days? Yeah, I went all three days. So day one is kind of, you kind of get your feet wet a little bit, and uh, that starts on a Friday. So, of course, you can go into the park all day, but... That evening, they start with a kind of like a little welcoming ceremony, and they talk about the event and some of the, they like to do a lot of teases at that park, of course. Yes. So that little, that little welcome thing is a lot of, a lot of teasing and a lot of kind of setting up for things <laughs> that are going tease? to happen. <laughs> what did they tease? I have to know. Do you have anything stick out? Well, so this one, this year, there was like an ongoing storyline of... I guess technically the character they brought out was Sam Houston, and eventually he runs into issues with Dr. Diabolical, who <laughs> has her own roller coaster out there, and it, it was just wild, you know what I mean? Like, you, Wait, you're not expecting it. Stop. <laughs> Dr. Diabolical is a she? Yes. I did not know that. Oh my gosh. Wait. I'm Googling this right now. Stop it right now. I did not. Again, I have not been to this park, but Dr. Diabolical is a female. I love that. I've never seen. What does she look like? I need to see. You what don't. She look I, like? Well, I mean, she's she's pretty dressed up in her evil scientist type of stuff. Oh, my gosh. There she is. It's kind of like steampunky eyes. Oh, yeah. She's creepy. Oh, she's awesome, though. I could be her for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, so they they integrate Dr. Diabolical into a lot of stuff, especially Halloween. And it was appropriate because day one, uh, kind of our first little, little setup was going into the infield of Superman Krypton Coaster, which was new this year. We didn't, we haven't had a session right after the welcome session that included ERT on some of the Superman Krypton Coaster and the the surrounding rides, but right after that we headed over to Crack Axle Canyon, which is like their steampunk western area, and that is when we had our Fright Night, which is like a mini Fright Fest. Oh, cool! And that's when you, that's kind of when we first saw Doctor Diabolical at this event, and of course, with it being Crack Axle Canyon, you have her ride right down the pathway. And she's screaming at people on the ride because they have all of these fun little <laughs> little uh, vocal elements that happen when you're on the lift hill and things like that. So it all really came together really nice. And then 
you know, the whole the whole area with, with it being Halloween themed had all the touches of Dr. Diabolical in there. Oh, that's so fun. Very cool. I my mind is just blown right now. I'm literally speechless. I don't know how I missed this. I'm like, it was this is a DC Comics character, right? So I just maybe they switched it to a female. I'm trying to, I don't know. I've got to ask some some comic book friends uh, after we're done. <laughs> I need to know. Well, so Doctor Diabolical was was a was a new character created by the park for that for their B and M dive coaster. So they kind of Six Flags kind of went against the grain on that one. And... Oh, I mean, I am seeing something if you Google in DC fandom from Earth 12, but it's a man who's coming out of like an old lady's. But anyway, sorry, we're getting way off topic here, but <laughs> I don't I know. Listen, that might just be a, a happy, know... a happy coincidence. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know either. Hey, listen, if you all know, I need or if we need Jeffrey Seifert. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeffrey! <laughs> hi, if you're listening, uh, podcast at aceonline.org. Please email us. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> okay, my mind is blown. We're back on track. All right, so now we're at Saturday, the second day. Yeah, so you wake up bright and early on day two. We do a big cowboy breakfast. We're talking everything. You've got eggs, bacon, beans, you know, all the stuff that you want to eat when it's really hot outside. But that's okay. <laughs> totally okay. It was delicious. And, you know, shout out to their shout out to their food team. You know, all of our little snack sessions and our meal sessions, everything ran really smoothly and it you know, it's nice to not have to think about things like that when you're at an event. Right. I love that. So Fiesta Texas does their own kind of little gaming setup called Rodeo Rivalry Games. Don't say that too many times. It'll, Rodeo it'll Rivalry. Mess you up. Rodeo Rivalry. All right. I got it. <laughs> you were able to sign up for teams to compete against each other. And then we headed over to their Rockville section, which is like their 50s section. There's a big games midway over there. Uh, so while ERT was happening on Poltergeist and Wonder Woman Golden Lasso Coaster and all those attractions, uh, these teams competed in midway games. So, you know, ring toss, the water racing games. And uh, that's kind of the first part of the gaming thing. We actually participated this year. We had some other ACE members on our team, Joseph and Xander. <laughs> nice. And uh, Amy. But... Uh, Joseph Caesar, I, Xander Lee, Amy. Correct. <laughs> I, I don't know how we did, but what I can say is we definitely weren't in the top three. <laughs> okay, fair. After that little that little section, we ended up on top of the quarry wall. So for those of you who haven't been to Fiesta, Texas, it is inside of a old quarry that they mined out. And then once they were done mining it out, they built a theme park inside of. Like for real or like fake rocks, fake quarry? No, it, it, it's a real quarry. So. Oh. You can actually go, I, well, I won't say you can actually go, but there's a lot of events where there's the opportunity to go up on top of the quarry wall. So you basically get like a bird's eye view of the park kind of looking down onto the park. And for this, because it was Iron Rattler's 10th anniversary, we, we hung out on top of the wall at Iron Rattler and got, you know, awesome pictures and things like that, super up close stuff. You know, if you ever have the opportunity to go up on the quarry wall, you got to do it because it's just, it's a really cool experience. Nice. I, I definitely want to do that. Okay. And so after the quarry wall tour, we headed to 
their biggest indoor theater, which is Zaragoza Theater. I'm not sure what the seating capacity is. It's probably at least 1,500, though. Wow. Um, when the park opened in 1992, it was a show park. That was the main focus, so they have all of these very well-equipped theaters. So we took a huge tour of Zaragoza Theater, went along the catwalks, the lighting electrics, backstage. I mean, every nook and cranny was pretty much available. It was really interesting to... to be up in that just because i mean when else is that going to happen so that that was those two things were one of or were two of the new things we did this year and um i mean gosh it it was it was one of those where you're like am i supposed to be up here yeah is it so it's a it's a pretty good theater i mean you're a theater you work in a theater but they have like full-on performances there still yeah they do have performances there still I think with it being such a huge theater, they they tend to be a little bit limited on what they can do. But Halloween and holiday in the park time, there's always usually some kind of big show going on in there. But, and then what was next? Did you get dinner? Well, unfortunately, we had to go back outside. <laughs> and um, we, we did some maintenance shop tours. Oh. They, they just finished up their run of the Splash Water Parade, but we got a fun behind the scenes of that. And... Just quickly, the Splash Water Parade is uh, parade floats that shoot water at people. So okay. Oh, my gosh. It's basically like another water ride that just travels through the park. And then when you're back in that little maintenance area, you get a really good view of Pandemonium and Wonder Woman Golden Lasso Coaster. So it was kind of an all-in-one back there. Cool. But we still aren't to dinner yet, which is the crazy part. The second part of the rodeo rivalry games happened, and these were more games of skill, like roping a plastic steer, (laughs) playing giant horseshoes, and then the main attraction was a dunk tank that we had to try and uh, dunk park president Jeffrey Siebert. (laughs) Oh my gosh, he's the best. That's so great. And he definitely got a few good ones, but I mean, it it was so warm outside, I feel like you know, it was. He wanted to get dunked. It's more of a pleasure <laughs> for him than anything. But we had we had our a favor if you're a good pitcher. <laughs> yeah, we we had our big dinner right after that, which was like a big barbecue dinner, and it's like, oh man, but so delicious, and uh, so many so many different offerings, and um, you know, we right after that, as the sun started to set, we we went over to. Um, kind of the center of their park where you get a really good view of their fireworks show that they do. And this year it's called Oh What a Night. And we actually got a surprise during this because they integrated drones into the fireworks show and this was the first night of it. And of course, they didn't tell anybody. So it just happened and everyone was like, what the heck? So uh, that was another really cool surprise to see the drones. I have to say, as someone who reads the event calendar every month, and I remember reading this one, and I just went and like looked back, it didn't list any of this. It didn't list the maintenance tour. It didn't list the drones. It didn't list getting to dunk tank the park president. <laughs> and I think that that just goes to show that these events sometimes are just above and beyond what you see on paper. And there always seem to be some little surprises and things that you just can't, you know, maybe maybe that's on purpose to just hope that if you're there, then you get to be part of it. And if you miss it, you miss it. So you didn't miss it. Thank goodness. And I'm glad you went. Uh, but we're not even on 
We're not even on. You got ERT that night after fireworks. Yeah, so the Saturday night ERT session was every ride in the park. So Exclusive ride time on every ride in the park, Ace members. Come every single on. ride. That's I mean, unreal. Nothing was off limits. If you wanted to ride the kiddie rides, you could. <laughs> what you could you ride do? any roller coaster. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's there's a few kiddie rides there that that are surprisingly fun and it's like okay we've got ERT we got to go ride zoom jets you know what I mean <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so yeah of course like always the the full session ERT was it was just insane and I mean it's easy to hit everything because the, the park's not full of people so yes but nice. that that was the end of day two and we were you know we're pretty tired but there is a little bit of a day three Let's hear it. So day three actually be in, it started with a surprise, and uh, we did get a little behind the scenes look. They're they're actually adding several children's water slides to their Hurricane Harbor park. Oh, so good. We kind of got to see a little behind the scenes of that, and then of course they're building the family racing coaster, which is the Kid Flash Cosmic Coaster, and we got a nice up close tour of all of those ride parts. So. As, as we're talking, I think they're actually building that right now. Yeah, finally. I think so, so too. I think I saw photos of that now that you say that. Yeah. But we, we finished that tour and we headed into Hurricane Harbor and they advertised it as like a wave pool party. They have a Texas-shaped wave pool there, which is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> and if y'all know how wave pools work, imagine it being shaped like Texas. It, it definitely is really interesting the way the waves work. Um, yeah, I would guess so. But we had that fun little little wave pool party. There were some quick breakfast items, and then they did open some of the surrounding water attractions, like their water coaster and a couple other slides. So, you know, you're you're kind of combating the heat, and then you get to finish on a high note, being uh, in the water park. But um, of course, once the event wound down. You had normal access to the park, and you could stay all day. And uh, they did hand us a lunch voucher to use in the park. Yes. <laughs> so plenty of food for people who are into food. You get a lot of food at this. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's it's tons of fun in the park. They go way out of their way to make this thing work. And even with the ACE events that that park does, everybody goes above and beyond and it's always great to see Jeffrey and his team and, and their kind of their passion for the theme park industry too. How many people would you say went? You know, I'm really not sure. I did notice this year it was a lot more than last year, but I would say maybe like three or 400. I could be totally okay. off, but pretty decent <laughs> amount. Curious. And, you know, it's, it's under a hundred dollars to go, which is kind of the, which is wild to me because it's you know it's worth way more than that ultimately right i mean it, I, i'm reading on here that the one day package was like 70 dollars and the three day was 90 yeah. oh my goodness i mean that's what a deal and by the end of those three days all the things you've seen behind the scenes coming for the future things normal park members wouldn't see exclusive ride time i mean what more could you ask for that just sounds so great yeah, and I, I think what's important to point out is they think about kind of the continual experience in the park with this event. So, 
anyone who had a roller coaster rodeo lanyard got access to the VIP lounge. Uh, there was a secondary lounge that was air conditioned with snacks. And, uh, you know, you pretty much had access to drinks all day, which was great. You know, they know it's hot. It's, you know, June in July, but they do their best to kind of alleviate that and make sure you have a good time. Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Any last thoughts? I am looking forward to the next year. So, <laughs> you know, I, I encourage if if anyone is on the fence about Fiesta Texas, we have a couple ACE events coming up, I believe. I believe there's one for Halloween and one for Holiday in the Park, and they're always lots of fun. So, So as I mentioned at the top of our interview, you're also a correspondent for the podcast, and you recently attended another ACE event, Aloha Con. Yes? How was that? And by the way, listeners, not not in Hawaii. Not in <laughs> Hawaii. It sounds like it is not in Hawaii. H how was Aloha Con? Tell us a little about that. So we have a few little smaller family regional water parks in Texas. Our region specifically, I don't ever really look at the other regions, but here specifically during the summer, we really try to go all out with the water parks. So Aloha Con, this was the first year of it. It happened at Hawaiian Falls, Waco, and the chief marketing officer for Pro Parks Attractions Group, Ron McKenzie, went all out to do Aloha Con, and we had tons of fun. It was, I was very pleasantly surprised by the event and just kind of the vibe of the park. Well, Bryant, thank you again for coming on and talking to me, and I'm excited to share your interview with everyone. So here it is. Hello, everyone. This is Bryant with the Ace Ride With Us podcast, and we're here in the South Central region at Hawaiian Falls, Waco. And we are with Ron McKenzie, the chief marketing officer for Pro Parks Attractions Group, which is the company that owns and operates the Hawaiian Falls parks in this area. And I just want to say, Ron, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to the, the conversation, and I'm glad you guys are out here today on this hot day in uh, in Texas. Yeah, so even though we're American coaster enthusiasts, we do have our fair share of water park events. So we're here for Aloha Con 2023, and I just want to say thank you. for It's our pleasure. The first ever, by the way, yeah. Aloha Con. And I'm hearing so much that this is the first time a lot of folks have had the opportunity to visit this beautiful park. So that's even more exciting for me that we get to show it off as part of your first event here. Yeah, this is my first visit to a Hawaiian parks period or a Hawaiian Falls Park period. And I love the vibe here. You've got a good little collection of rides. It's a, a really fun, family friendly yes. place. But uh, we're going to jump right in. So for those who don't know, Ron has worked in the uh, amusement park industry for quite quite a while pro parks i think you're calling me old no right? yeah. no no of course of course not you're not above 25 i don't yeah think. that's right exactly <laughs> right which i have 26 years in the industry so there you go so just give us an idea sure. of, of some of the things you've done and kind of how you ended up at sure pro parks sure well uh that's a long story but yeah i fell in love with the industry actually my wife and i were dating they were opening up sea world of texas and we wandered into a preview center for that park and we walked out of there with season passes. And wow. as I was contemplating what I wanted to do when I got out of college, I thought, oh, the theme park job might be kind of cool. Not thinking that I'd ever do it. Right. Uh, and then a few years later, they opened Fiesta Texas and I started there the second year that the park opened. And my Six Flags career spanned 26 years. I, I logged time in, in San Antonio, obviously my hometown. It's been about 16 years in St. Louis. Wow. I was the last marketing director at Astroworld in Houston, sadly. And, yeah. uh, and then I finished up my time with Six Flags as the park president at Six Flags Over Texas. 
and Hurricane Harbor Arlington. So I joined Pro Parts uh, in the, this, the winter of 2022, primarily on a consultative basis, working with them on their marketing programs. That's my background. The vast majority of my career has been in the marketing and sales field. They asked me if I'd help them. And I did have so much fun and evidently they liked me. They asked me to come <laughs> on board full time last summer. So I've been with them just a little over a year. And uh, you're correct. We actually manage and operate four water parks, three here in the state of Texas, uh, two Hawaiian Falls properties in the Dallas Fort Worth area here in beautiful Waco. And then we also last year just acquired a water park in Cape Coral, Florida, just outside oh, wow. of Fort Myers. So I also provide all the marketing support for that as well. You kind of talked about Pro Parks Attractions Group and the four water parks. Is there anything else that Pro Parks does beyond the four At water parks? At this point, no, although because our company is full of industry people, people who have experience with SeaWorld and Slurbon, um, and Disney, we're asked quite a bit to do consultative work with them as they're thinking about whether it's a new ride or attraction or candidly, even opening up a new park somewhere in a new market, they'll lean on us for our expertise. And so we'll, we'll give an honest opinion about if they do it. This, these are the things that you should think about and consider doing before you start moving dirt. And that's yeah. been the fun part for me too. Right. Yeah. Right. The planning of it all. Yes. Knowing that Pro Parks, they have all of their properties here in Texas, and then you have the Florida property. What's a normal work week like? That's, that's, that's a that's a. Far... I think you've been around us to know there is no such animal. So um, for me, you know, in the marketing side, a lot of my work is done Monday through Friday. So yeah. that's when I have to get a lot of the programs in place. I always say people always ask me, especially when the parks used to have off seasons, like they would say, what do you do in the off seasons? Like there is no off season in, in the theme park world, especially for a marketing person, because we're constantly thinking about the next three months, mm -hmm. six months nine months down the line. So much of my job, the day-to-day -day is thinking about what we're going to do two months from now because I've already, you know, the plan's already being executed this year. So yeah. so um, the weekends, I really like the weekends, even when I was with Six Flags, because you get out of the office and you get in the parks. You walk the midways, you kind of see the park through the eyes of your guests. And that kind of helps you figure out, okay, this is our advantage. This is our disadvantage. These yeah. are the things that we could do better. These are the things that we should really talk about in our marketing messages. And you don't really get that sense of it if you sit in your office. So I always, I called, I called Saturday's game day, especially. Because mm -hmm. this is the day you get out in the park, you kind of really see if we're operating on all cylinders and our guests are having a good time. Or if they're not having a good time, what can we do better? And how do we communicate that going forward? Yeah, I will say any, any I, I met you during your second run at Fiesta, Texas. Uh, and I always saw you out there. I always saw you out at Six Flags Over Texas and... I really, I really like that approach. Yes. Like you said, how are you going to know what's yeah, going that's on? That's where it happens right there, right there in the midway. You know, that's yeah. exactly where, where it all happens. Like we talked about, Texas is home to three Hawaiian Falls water parks. And uh, we're obviously here at the Waco one, like we said. Hawaiian Falls was recently named one of the best water parks in the U.S. for 2023. What do you think sets Hawaiian Falls apart to make it a desired I think location, that, destination? That was such an honor yeah. uh, to get that designation. And I think you said it a couple of times as we were talking today. It's just a different vibe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the big, grandiose water parks are great. They have their place. Our parks really kind of lean into the DNAs. We're sort of community water parks. Yeah. So we're the place that moms go during the week when... They're looking for something to do with their kids in the summer and they're driving them crazy. They can go five miles down the road with the season pass and hop into Hawaiian Falls Park for three or four hours. And that's kind of our sweet spot. That's our niche in this in this space. It's sort of be that community center, community-based water park. So it's, it's kind of a laid back feel, a, a cool vibe, easy to get in, easy to get out, close to home, a great value. I mm -hmm. think that's a part of it too, especially in today's economy. 
People are yeah. always looking for great value. So I think all those things, we sort of check the box there. And I think that's why people like the product so much. Well, what a, and one of the things I noticed just kind of exploring the park, going to the, the food stands and things like that, it's very reasonably priced to get a full meal. You know, a lot, right. of, a lot of times you got to buy your drink separately. Yeah. You got to buy your side separately. It all comes in a package. And most of what I saw is under $15. Yeah. What we what we really wanted to do, especially this year, is, you know, is figure out ways to make the decision easy for our consumer and guests. Mm -hmm. There's so many companies, they get so lost in the different membership programs. And these are the benefits here and benefits there. It takes a college degree to figure out. So when we started developing our pricing and programs this year, we said, you know, let's make it easy. Let's make it easy for a mom to make a decision. If I buy this package, I'm going to get ticket and food and drink. And I don't have to really think about anything else. So that really is, is the goal of what we're trying to do is just make that ease of transaction and ease of, of being able to consume the part. Uh, we have so many hassles in our life, right? Yeah. Buying a theme park or water park ticket shouldn't be one of them. Well, and I noticed when you purchase a locker, it goes directly with your yeah. admission wristband, right? Which is just a whole nother thing right. to simplify the the experience, right? Exactly. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. Keep it easy. Keep it simple. That's our goal. The last attraction that was added here in Hawaiian Falls Waco was Kona Bay in 2020, which is caters a lot more to the younger families yeah. and the children. Are there any planned expansions at any of y'all's parks that you can talk yeah, about yet? Not, not yet, not <laughs> yet. So, you know, we have a lot of thoughts and plans, both at Capital Expansion, all three of our Hawaiian Falls parks, and even our park in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of what we have to do once we decide what we want to do is we have to have those conversations with the city. Yeah. So I can't announce anything yet, but just know that as our attendance tends to continue to grow and we're headed for some record numbers this year, we know we also need to spend money not only on adding new rides and attractions, but making sure that the parks continue to stay attractive and making sure that we focus on the things to keep the park facility up as well. So, yes, yeah, stay tuned. We're, <laughs> we're, we're happy to announce it just as soon as we can tell you what we're doing. And one thing I noticed about being here at Hawaiian Falls Waco is, you know, you've got a few tower slide complexes uh -huh. and... You know, you ride one of the rides and you're and you think, oh, OK, this is great. Like a, a family can ride this together. Uh -huh. But then you might ride the other slide that's on there and you're like, OK, <laughs> yeah. this, this picked up a little bit. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things I'm always, you know, kind of paying attention to things like that. And I love that, you know, it, it feels like everyone has something, to something do for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what makes our park so attractive is that the young kids have stuff to do. The teens have something to do. And the moms have something to do with their kids. Yeah. So if, assuming the kids <laughs> want to ride the rides with their parents, you know, right. some, you reach that age where you do cool to do that. But yeah, I think that's really our niche. That's that's kind of what we lean into. What types of events and activities does Hawaiian Falls have planned for the rest of So we're really, really into event planning. So yeah. uh, building content throughout the course of the summer. We don't want to do the same experience every time our pass holders visit. So we have a litany of events. Uh, we, in our second annual Aloha Fest, where we do Hawaiian themed music and entertainment, uh, we'll have Moana come out and yeah. do appearances. And you, uh, you just did that at one of your parks, We actually right? just did it at our Florida park. Uh, and we're actually doing that event at our Roanoke Park here in Waco. It's the 28th. Awesome. So we're doing that, of course, every Friday night. We call Family Fun Fridays, where mm -hmm. we just bring a DJ out and sit on the wave pool and play music. Just kind of a great way to end a long week. Yeah. Uh, we have great 4th of July celebrations, Memorial Day celebrations, where we recognize the military. We give free military admission. Uh, during the course of the year. And then we're getting ready to approach our second annual back to school supply drive, where if you donate one of uh, five of those key school supply items, we'll give you a $10 ticket to get into the park. So That's we really, awesome. from the moment we open to the minute we close, we like to fill that up with as much content and events as we possibly can to make the experience different. 
I also noticed out of the corner of my eye here a few minutes ago, you had a huge foam cannon, cannon yes, going yes. over by the wave pool. It's funny, as you know, major <laughs> theme park companies were buying rides at IAPA, we bought four foam cannons and we were pretty excited about it because I had some experience with foam cannon parties at one time at Six Flags yeah. and I pulled our operations guy aside at IAPA and go, we need to buy four of these. And so we did. And it's been a huge hit. We do three foam cannon parties during the course of the day. Uh, and sometimes they're announced, sometimes they're just random. You know, our park directors love them. So like, I want to do a foam cannon party. Okay, go do it. So it just instantly attracts kids and, and really adults too. So uh, it's a great thing just to kind of something different and a little bit different than going into the water attractions. Just kind of a, a fun thing to do during the course of the day. Plus it cl cleans you off, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we recently had CoasterCon at Dollywood and Carowinds yeah. and even Dollywood, they had a big, I heard that, yeah. they had a big foam thing going yeah. on. So it's even the big parks are, yeah. Yeah. are, are jumping in on it's it. It's simple, but it's fun. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, Ron, it's it's been great talking great to you. Great talking with you, too. Thank and you so much for coming out today. We really loved having you guys. Well, and like I said, thanks for having Ace out here. Any any event you've been tied to has been phenomenal, whether it's here or Six Flags. So we're looking forward to, to some of the other things happening out here. And we're, we're going to have to come back. I've you know, like I said, I've never been here and pleasantly surprised. Well, don't be a stranger and also, you know, come visit our Mansfield and Ronan Parks. Let me know when you're going to do that. Absolutely. All right. It was great to talk to you. Nice talking with you, too. And now here's a new monthly segment called Ace News Rundown, where we'll be looking at some of the articles written by Ace members for Ace News in the past month. First up, Paul Drabeck, the Ace Heart of America regional rep, wrote a great article called Zambezi Zinger, a classic reimagined. He goes into the history of Zambezi Zinger, talking about worlds of fun in Kansas City, Missouri, what it took to recreate a modern version of Zambezi Zinger, and some great photos from the opening day. Didn't get enough CoasterCon 45 coverage? Well, Tim Baldwin's got you covered. He did a great article with some of his photos from the event and some photos from other ACE members with a great rundown of what you might have missed if you weren't there. Did you hear that Elitch Gardens in Denver, Colorado's 1995 John Pierce Twister 2 roller coaster has been reintroduced? It's now called Twister 3 Storm Chaser. And there's a great article showing the two Philadelphia toboggan coasters trains, the immersive queuing area, the cow that welcomes you, and more. In this article from Ace Rocky Mountain Assistant Regional Rep Mike Schuster. A B&M coaster at a Legoland? That's right, who'd have thunk it, as Tim Baldwin says in his article. Legoland Deutschland in Gunsberg, Germany, now has a B&M coaster. This is the first one purchased by a Legoland park. It's called Maximus, I'm not gonna try to say it, but it translates to Maximus Flight of the Guardian. Is this a new trend for Legoland? Read Tim Baldwin's article and decide for yourself. To find all of these articles and more, make sure you're logged into your account at ridewithace.com and click on Publications and Ace News. And now, here are the Ace events for August 2023. First up, hosted by Ace Western Pennsylvania on August 5th, it's Ravine Flyer Frenzy at Waldemere and Waterworld in Erie, Pennsylvania. The event includes ERT on Comet, Wacky Shack, and coveted Dark Knight Rides on Ravine Flyer 2, as well as an all-you-can-eat picnic dinner and more. 
In August, there are five Coasting for Kids events. What's Coasting for Kids? Well, ACE is thrilled to partner with Give Kids the World in support of these events throughout this summer. It's your opportunity to experience the thrill and excitement of your local theme park while championing a wonderful cause. Participants who raise a minimum of $100 for Give Kids the World Village can enjoy complimentary park admission, special perks, and earn great incentive prizes. And this month, we have Carowinds on August. August 5th, Dollywood on August 5th, Sesame Place on August 6th, Bush Gardens Williamsburg on August 12th, and Adventureland on August 19th. So if any of those parks are in your plans, this is a great way to raise money for charity and get to enjoy a park. On August 6th, hosted by Ace Eastern Great Lakes, we've got Memphis Kitty Park Informal Meetup. This is the day after Ravine Flyer Frenzy. Ooh, that is hard to say. So if you're on your way home from Erie or just in the area, join some friends for an afternoon at Memphis Kitty Park in Brooklyn, Ohio. It's near Cleveland. There's no pre-registration or advanced purchasing. Just meet up with some friends. Also on August 6th, Six Flags Great Adventure is hosting Thrill-a-thon. Check out the website for more information. And on August 6th, Ace South Central is hosting Ace Day at Big Rivers Water Park and Adventure in New Caney, Texas. More than just a water park and those that attended last year were surprised at how much they have to do. The registration deadline is this Saturday, July 22nd, so don't miss out. Next up, August 12th, is a regional event hosted by Ace North Central. It's Summer Thrills at Valley Fair in Shakopee, Minnesota. Join us for a fun day at Valley Fair. This will be a beyond-the-train tour of Excalibur, a catered meal, and 45 minutes of ERT on Excalibur. Also on August 12th, hosted by Ace Midwest, it's Hoosier Huracan at Indiana Beach Boardwalk Resort in Monticello, Indiana. There will be two hours of ERT, hopefully on that new coaster, All-American Triple Loop, but also Fascination, Dodgem, Dinner, and more. On Sunday, August 13th, it's an informal event hosted by Ace Pacific Southwest at the Orange County Fair in Costa Mesa, California. Grab your tickets on your own, meet up around 11.45, take a group photo in front of the new Raptor coaster, then ride it, of course. That same weekend, August 12th and 13th, on the other coast, there's a park-hosted event by Maury's Piers, coasting by the ocean in Wildwood, New Jersey. Go see why Maury's Piers was voted the best seaside park in the world. Go wild on three amusement piers for two days, plus splash into both of their award-winning water parks. Enjoy tons of ERTs, exclusive discounts on food and retail, and more. Don't forget about our online events. On August 17th, we've got an event hosted by Lee Weber, Lagoon Haunt Team Meetup. Join Julie Freed, the Director of Special Events for Lagoon Amusement Park, as she answers questions related to the construction, design, and preparation of events. As we approach haunt season and get ready for the fall conference at Lagoon, get your questions answered and learn about the process this park goes through to transform from summer season into fall. On Saturday, August 19th, hosted by Mid-Atlantic, it's Wild West Fun Day at Adventure Park USA in Monrovia, Maryland. More information on that coming soon. Check the site. 
And also on August 19th, hosted by a South Central, it's West Texas Roundup at NRCMA. You know what that is, the National Roller Coaster Museum and Wonderland Amusement Park in Amarillo, Texas. Larson International in Plainview is offering a tour of their production facility. Then you'll get a tour of the National Roller Coaster Museum and archives, and then you'll be headed over to Wonderland. Tentative schedule is currently up on the site. On August 19th in Florida, it's a summer cooldown at Island H2O Live Water Park in Kissimmee, Florida. Join the Florida region for a fun day at a high-tech water park in Kissimmee. This annual event is a great way for you to cool down during the hot summer. It's a great family event. There will be ERT, free parking, park admission, access to the kids' play area, a souvenir drink cup, food, competitions, and more. And if you're in New England on August 19th, this is really cool. How about a free event? That's right, Ace New England is hosting a dark night, K, dark night with Ace at Six Flags New England in Springfield, Massachusetts. Sorry, no guests are allowed with this. This is free Ace member exclusive event. You'll get a behind the scenes of Batman the Dark Knight tour with ride maintenance, first ride Batman before the crowds arrive, a Q&A with Operation Maintenance, Jen McGrath and others, free soda, a group photo, and that's all before noon, so you have the rest of the day to do whatever you'd like. I know what I'd be doing. I'm taking my gold membership, getting right on Superman the Ride, and then going over to Wicked Cyclone. How about you? And now here's the event you've been waiting for, the 2023 Ace Preservation Conference, August 25th through the 27th at Rye Playland, Adventureland, Dino's Wonder Wheel Amusement Park, and Luna Park at Coney Island, New York. Registration is open. Hotel information is on the site. Friday at Playland, and then Saturday at Adventureland, and Sunday at Luna Park and Cody Island and Dino's Wonder Wheel. You're getting food, you're getting raffles. Oh my goodness, there's so much going on. You have to check the website for all of the information, and you're getting 19 coasters if this is your first time there. So much history at these parks, you're gonna have a blast. 19 coasters not enough for you? Well, guess what? Ace New Jersey smartly added Nickelodeon Universe. That's right, an ace day at Nickelodeon Universe at American Dream in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the day after the preservation conference because we know how to plan a coaster road trip. We don't want you to miss any upcoming ACE events, so make sure you're checking the website, ridewithace.com, under the events calendar. But also, follow ACE everywhere you consume your social media. Facebook, Twitter, now Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and make sure you're subscribed to ACE's pages on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Follow us everywhere and you won't miss any coaster and park news coming out. And also you can hear what your ACE membership has to offer. If you haven't joined ACE yet, what are you waiting for? Did you know you can also gift membership to others? Just saying. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. We could use some more reviews. Please give us five stars if you can rate us. And if you have any questions, comments, or podcast episode pitches, I'm listening. Please reach out to podcast at aceonline.org. Thanks for listening. Hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit ridewithace.com for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.